Hey friends, welcome to the Thrive Like a Parent podcast. You know those parents who look like they've got it all together? Yep, that's not me. I'm Dr. Brooke Weinstein, mom, widow, and neuroscience expert on all things sensory and emotional regulation. Yep, that's right. I'm here to get down and dirty on the truth behind parenting, education, burnout, neuroscience, widowhood, and the shit show we call life. So come join me for conversations with thought leaders, doctors, and women just like you who aren't afraid to speak the truth and help you find that silver lining between the to-do lists, shit shows, and chaos of parenthood. If you are craving the answers to finally find that sweet spot between chaos and calm, pull up a seat and listen in as I take you from burnt out and surviving to finally thriving. Hello, welcome to another episode of Thrive Like a Parent podcast. If you are watching this on YouTube, you will see bites all over my body. Yes, I talked about it in stories. You can see them on my neck. Look at that whopper on my cheek. I'm on my forehead. I have one on my eyelid too. And we're going to talk about this today, (laughs) some of it. What I want to talk to you today about is the idea of not being okay. And last night I was not okay. And for many months after Jonathan passed, I was not okay. And with the world and society that we live in today, we have perpetuated this idea, especially with social media of like, you got to look perfect. You got to seem perfect. You got to be perfect. All the different things. And that is so unrealistic. That is so not normal, like being a normal human. Now, while I'm not sure that having bed bug bites all over me would be considered normal, it's it's pretty itchy. I don't like I want to itch all over my body at the moment. But the point of this is that it's okay to not be okay. And like I just said, last night I was not okay. I had a phenomenal time with the boys over Labor Day. We went to Las Vegas and my mattress, not the boys, they have zero bites on them, but my mattress got bed bugs. And I'm not even going to say the hotel because they handled it so well and I appreciate how they handled it And, and shit happens, right? So yes, I'm very itchy, but shit does happen. And last night... Um, it was, I had a great day yesterday. Like yesterday was fine, but then it was like, have you ever had one of those days where it's like, Oh, that happened. And then like, Oh, that happened. And then it's like, Oh gosh. And it was just like one thing after another. And finally the end of the day was me ramming my shin into Charlie's bed frame. I'm sure you've done this before where you've like rammed your shin into something so hard that you're like, I definitely broke that bone like that hurt like a bitch. Well, I did that last night on top of coming upstairs when Charlie was like, mom, it says 77 up here, seeing that the air conditioning had broken. Yes, I got it fixed today. But at that point, I was just simply done and cried. I just sat on the couch and cried because I'm so itchy and the air conditioning is broken and my shin hurt like a bitch and I had ice on my shin and it just, 
I had a doctor's appointment and they didn't schedule it the right way. And then I had to see another doctor for a procedure and I was uncomfortable seeing a different doctor for it. And it was just like one thing after another. And it doesn't necessarily mean that my entire week or month or day even has been ruined. It just simply means that I was having a hard moment and it is okay to not be okay. And we have taught ourselves that showing up as perfect and leading others to believe we've got it made or keeping up with the fill in the blanks, you know, like it doesn't have to be the Kardashians, but keeping up with someone like that's our norm and that should be our norm. And it's not. I've spoken about myself and my family and the type of lifestyle that I grew up in. And I've said it before. I don't know how my mom did it. Like our house always looked immaculate. It was beautifully decorated because she was an interior designer. Everything was in its place. Everything was always immaculate and clean. And she always hosted parties. And literally my dancing friends, moms used to be like, I've never seen your mother not in heels. I'm like, I know, like I know. Like my mom did not own a pair of jeans or a t-shirt when I was growing up. No joke. She was more comfortable in black pants, heels, and a blouse. And she always looked beautiful. And I don't know if my mom would ever have done a podcast like this to be like, well, it's okay to not be okay because somehow my mom was always okay. And I think it's our conditioning of seeing how our parents grew up and then placing that pressure on ourselves. I know I've told you this before, but the world works differently now. We are at warp speed compared to what our parents did in their day and age. And we're expected to do so much more, but yet we have this ideal in our head that we need to continue being happy all the time. And then what happens is we have this ideal in our brain that if we are anything but happy, we're failing. My life should be happy all the time. I want to see a bed of roses everywhere. I, I want it to feel like a vacation. Like I, like I want the dream life. I want to be happy. The problem is that we have not conditioned our brains to feel the happy moments. Not just wrap it up in a bow and say, today was a shitty day. Like yesterday was a great day too. Eli, he lost his first tooth. First tooth, like that's a big deal. I was so excited. Tooth fairy's coming, tooth fairy came. It was really fun to see him this morning. Like talk to them about how school was. Had some really enjoyable conversations last night before the air conditioning and the shin and the tears. Like we don't recognize that Allowing ourselves to feel whatever comes up does not necessarily define every single waking moment. It's okay to feel the highs and lows and in between of the day. And it doesn't mean that the whole entire day is ruined. It just simply means that that's exactly where you're at for that moment. There were times that I would be hysterically crying on the floor in my bathroom in a ball for 10 minutes through all of the grief that I had when Jonathan passed and I would literally look at myself and have 
be like, okay, I'm ready to go. Like, and I have the best rest of the day because I allowed those emotions to come out. But what I find is that with the pressure that we place on ourselves to be perfect and show up as perfect, and then also the perfectionism, right? As well as then deciding in our brain that if there is at like an itty bitty teeny weeny moment of ick, that means the whole day is shot. It's just shot. And that's not the case. And we need to be able to recalibrate our brains into understanding that it is just a simple moment. Okay. An example, you snap at your kids. That doesn't mean the whole day is gone. That doesn't mean you had a shitty week. It just means you had a hard moment and you can regroup. You can keep going. You can have some happiness in that day. I, when I support clients, my work is not just allowing them to begin to own their emotions and feel them, the hard, but it's also pointing out the good. I have to do that very often of like, do you feel that? And they're like, yeah, it was okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, how does that feel? And they're like, it was fine. And I'm like, what does fine feel like? And they're like, well, I guess it feels okay. It feels good. I'm like, it does what? Like who? What? what, what? Like, what'd you just, well, I think it feels good. And I'm like, okay. How did, like, let's talk about this. Like, where do you feel? Like, what are all the things? Like, let's pinpoint this data point. Ding, 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 ding. Please brain remember that. That's a good feeling. And sometimes my clients will say back, sometimes I feel guilty for feeling the happy. Sometimes I even feel guilty sharing the good with friends because then, you know, if they're not doing as well, then I don't want to upset them and all the different things. And that's dimming your light. That's dimming the the happy sides. And we all have moments, right? It's okay to not be okay, but it's also okay to be okay. So taking ownership of the lows is just as important as taking ownership of the highs and recognizing them. I don't care if they're two minutes long, the low or the high. It's still teaching your brain to accept and be okay with emotions rather than running from them. And that is where the mental health goes downwards is when we ignore, defend, we, we fight tooth and nail to not feel our feelings. And so it's like deferred maintenance. It's, it's, and then it compiles on each other and you literally don't even recognize what's going on with yourself and you ignore it so much that you then find yourself stuck in bed or the longing to feel or get in bed, not feel stuck in bed, but to get in bed, right? Because we have not tended to the emotions along the way. I teach every single one of my clients and I do this for myself. I feel every single emotion and feeling along the way because I know that that is what is going to get me on the other side of maybe the hard or it's going to allow me to feel the good. And when someone asks you, how, how are you feeling? Like, hey, how are you doing? Right? Are you really going to look at them and be like, I'm actually not great? When, when do you do that? Tell me this, if this story sounds like you, you go to book club, but you've just had a fight with your partner before leaving the house. Do you show up crying to the book club 
Or do you wipe it off and show up and say, hi, where's the wine? So great to see you. Oh yeah, everything's great. You will find the most genuine, honest, loving, supportive humans surrounding you when you finally choose to take off the, I don't know, costume, if you will, or take off like the the perfectionism cloak, if you will, and just be like, you know what? I need someone to listen today. And I hope that I, as, as a leader, like I hope that I do a good job of showing you that my life is far from perfect. And I went in stories last night and I was like, this is where I'm at. And I think it's really important to share that this is where I'm at today because I don't, yes, through all my reels, I'm turning on music that I love to dance to and it makes me happy and smiley and all the different things. But it's super important for you to know that my life is far from perfect and I feel hard too. And it's okay to feel that. And I want you to know my humanity and feel my humanity because that makes me more of a human to you and helps you relate more to me so that you can say, I understand what she's saying because she's an actual human. She's not, I don't know, like, mm, like puckered lips and, 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 and like, I, I don't, you know, like I'm not, I'm not, this is not for show. And there has over the course of my evolution of my individual self and being so okay with not being okay I will find that there are times that I get into a social setting that five years ago, mm, not five, seven, eight years ago would have been my jam. Totally like my jam, like totally my people. And it's, it's, it's the furthest thing from me now. Like I, I, I can't be in an environment where I don't feel that I can simply be myself. And the way that I gauge that is if others are being themselves. If we are turning it on, hi, like I can't, that, what that is, is that's exhausting to me. That is draining to me in terms of my energy. I'm going to show up simply as me. And that's what I do when I work with my Thrive clients is I just say, hey, this is where I'm at today. Like, because I'm modeling and showing them it is okay. Now, how if if you want to be able to step into that or offer that type of friendship or relationship with others the biggest way to foster this is hands down share something vulnerable with someone else to allow them and open up the door to be vulnerable with you i will give you an example when i was at the golden door this summer um i got close with all the women. There was 40 of us for the week, but there was one that I sat next to the first night at dinner. And there, the two women across from me, I also got very close with as well. And I love them very much. But the one who was sitting next to me, we could tell that she really needed this. Like she really needed to be here. And this was a huge step for her. And she even said, like, I've never done anything like this. I was really scared and anxious to get on the plane and come by myself. I don't know anyone here. This is so out of my comfort zone. And I'm telling you this week, it was beautiful to watch. Like I I watched her blossom. It was, it was incredible. 
but I was having a really hard day and it took me some time to be able to share with the women. And even though they were like, just say it, just do it. Like they, the, the veterans, the people who had been there before, they were like, just allow yourself to be and share with the women openly and you'll, you'll build beautiful connections. But I sat down next to her and I was, I was in tears and I was like, I was just like, this is, this has been a hard day. And I shared with her a little bit about what was going on. And because I shared, she opened up to me and she did that two or three more times throughout our week together. And she let down her walls and she cried in front of me and she would say things every time she opened up to me, she would say, you know, I don't really share this part of my life with anyone. Or she said another time, I must really trust you because I don't talk about this with anyone. And there's things that she shared with me that she didn't share with anyone else. And I held that very sacredly, of course, because that's her story to tell. But because I offered a vulnerable piece of myself, it allowed her to let down her walls. And I noticed that. That is one of the things that I processed through and really clocked, if you will, in terms of that week. And I use that in my tool bag now of knowing that me sharing vulnerably, vulnerably will possibly allow others to feel safe enough to let down their walls and share vulnerably with me. And we, in some form or another, are all struggling. We all have things going on in our lives. I've got the bed bugs right now. I mean, it's, it's, I want to itch my face so bad. Like this thing, this welt, it's just so itchy. But like, we've all got funk. Like we've all got stuff. And doing it alone, not leaning on others, not sharing your humanness will lead to more loneliness, will lead to lack of fulfillment, lack of feeling seen and heard. And through this process over many years of my journey, like I just said, there's places and, and, and social events that I would have gone to in the past that I now I'm like, ooh, that's, I just don't think that's me. And that's okay. And I've shed a lot of different layers and friends. Do I miss those friends? Do I love those friends? Do they have a huge place in my heart because they are part of my life at one point of my life? You bet. You bet. I'm not writing them off. I'm not saying, eh, no, I'm better than you. Like I'm not, none of that, right? It's just, I don't feel the alignment anymore and that's okay. But I have surrounded myself with humans who I know I can call on and say, I'm not okay today. And they're going to say, tell me more about that and listen. And as soon as you allow yourself to not be okay, I guarantee you the faster you will get back to feeling okay. Had a client yesterday who she's moving through something and she talked about how she was so frustrated that these feelings were still here, that they kept coming up and she's so ready to move on. She's got so much on her to-do list and it's like, this is, it's just like an annoyance. She's like, oh, I just want to 
And I explained to her that the longer we push those away and the more annoyed with those feelings we are, the longer we will have them. Anger is a huge part of grief and it was a huge part of my journey. And this summer, I really made a conscious effort to tend to, I don't have nearly as much anger as I used to have when it comes to emotions of Jonathan, but there's little pieces that still linger. And I made a conscious effort to verbalize those of like, I just feel this anger. And literally by saying it out loud and honoring it released so much of it because verbalizing it gave it validity. Verbalizing it allowed others to hear it. And because I was able to say it, I no longer feel that. Like I know I was able to release it just by simply owning it and honoring it. And so whether the emotions that you're struggling through are hard ones or happy ones, like I touched on today, the most important thing for you to know is that if you want mental health, like if if that's what you want, if that's what you're after, if that's one of the reasons you're here listening to my podcast, and that's one of the reasons why you follow me, you've got to start feeling your feelings and you've got to start just allowing them. Just let it out. That is literally just like the first step is just, it's okay, right? I just explained there has been anger with my grief. I haven't shamed that anger. I haven't beaten myself up. Are there moments where I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel this anger anymore? Totally, just like my client. But then I recognize that that's something that I need to tend to and become curious about and allow rather than it say stagnant and stuck. And that is something that the humans around you might have to get comfortable with. My mom had no idea what to do with my emotions through grief, like none, none. I don't know, like what the hell is going on? Like I don't get that. That's okay. That's more than okay. Very different generation, right? It may have looked like, I don't understand that on the outside. I fully understood it on the inside. I knew it was exactly what I needed to do for me. And once you begin to feel these things, because it does feel uncomfortable, that's your brain saying, Mm-mm, no, we normally shove this down. Like, uh-uh, that's the control is when we shove it down. You're telling me to rip open the bag and feel it? Uh-uh, it's going to feel uncomfortable. But the next time, it'll feel a little bit easier. And the next time, it'll feel a little bit easier. And the next time, you'll be like, okay. And then eventually you'll fall in love with it. You'll fall in love with your own feelings because you know that that's the one thing that's going to get you to the next place in your life. And you know and can trust that it's only a moment or an hour or a day or a week. Like it's only, it won't last forever. I've also explained, right? Like that feeling, that heavy feeling of like bricks on your back. I have felt that too in moments. And I'm like, okay, that's just where I'm at for today. Let's see how I feel tomorrow. And I fully accept those bricks. I'm like, all right, got the backpack, let's go. But I accept them. I don't get angry at myself. I don't push myself to ignore them. I don't go stare at myself and and, and give myself, I don't know, like positive affirmations. Like like I, I just say, okay, that's where I'm at. And it's okay. 
So this is your permission to feel whatever you're feeling. No thank you, perfect social media, like no thanks, you know, side angle of like, oh, you don't, no thanks. Like, let's just be human here. You know, like bed bugs and all like that, that, that's it. It's okay for you to be, I was going to say different than others, but what I mean by different is an individual. It's okay to not have the same opinions. It's okay to feel things that others don't. It's okay to be a quote, sensitive human. It's okay to when others are like, eh, get over it. And you're like, no, but that, that affected me. Like it, all of that's okay. All of our brains function differently. And so if you're trying to model someone else or a generation, or you're trying to keep up with something that was taught to you that you quote, should be keeping up with, but deep down you you feel empty, listen to that. And until next time, I'm going to keep itching my life away. Take care of yourself. XOXO, <laughs> Dr. B.